0: Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said, we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. Hey, what's
1: going on, man? We, um, another episode, another week refreshed yes. you know um uh, black man and it feels good you know, to
0: be back in the studio man i know it's been a
1: minute i feel like i ain't seen you in a minute tory you you've been ghost, you been yeah, ghost. Man. It's all good.
0: Yeah. real life stuff out here man
1: hey i i get you i i i understand completely definitely real life man and um uh, speaking of real life you know we do our ask a man ask a black man segment and uh this week it, it came from um I don't know if I'm, I'm just gonna say KH. I don't know if you want his name out right here. Shout out, shout, shout out to you. I'll say Keith. Shout out to Keith. Um, and, and you know, he dropped a comment on one of our latest episodes that was just talking about, you know, another great episode. Love you guys. You guys don't shy away um, at all. And this is how we continue to grow as men, as in culture. Keep it coming, fellas. And throughout there, like you know, so this thing about hard conversations, right? Like we have mm-hmm. these hard conversations. So. Mm-hmm ask a black man for this week i just got one question
0: okay
1: how do we have hard conversations those tough conversations like what is the how do what's the layout like how do we have them how do we continue to have those conversations right right
0: well you know that that's actually a a great question and uh keith thank you for um listening um uh, we're we really appreciate it but when when you talk about having a hard conversations, one it depends on that relationship right mm-hmm. you know it, it can either True. be those those hard conversations that you have to have with your spouse or your significant other or whatever the case or you know if you if you are a a manager or a boss you know you have to have those sometimes difficult conversations with your know, employees so i think it really just d- depends on the perspective um but you know for the for the for the purpose of tonight, you know, let's start off with just a general having a difficult conversation with, you know, with a friend or something like that.
1: Um, okay. Okay. You
0: know, one of the things that I've, I thought has always been this is just one be honest, you mm-hmm. know, you have to just come in. Really speak what's on your mind, but be honest about it and don't really be, um as they say, over-aggressive, right? You, you have to invent mm-hmm. it the okay. in way that people can receive it, right? So, you know, we talked about this on other podcasts, how communication is a two-way street and is encumbered on the person delivering the communication to ensure that the in-person is receiving it, which makes it effective communication. So um, it really just starts with, you know, one, knowing yourself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: knowing how you handle stressors and difficult thing and having that empathy when you're trying to have that difficult conversation with somebody. You know, um, with me and my old roommate, when we had to have difficult conversations, and you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, one of the best ways that we we found out was over a drink. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you really have to think about, one, who is that person that you got to have that difficult conversation with, and what is the atmosphere that could really foster uh, a productive conversation to have with that person right See,
1: i think i think that's a good point atmosphere right because everybody' personality is different right. you know some people for me I, i'm not gonna lie to you i'm big on tone like mm-hmm. tone is a real big thing for me and, and the reason why i found that that is important for me is because you know i view myself a certain way so i try to be respectful to other people Right. And and so if you come with me like very disrespectful, try to have a conversation, <laughs> I'm not gonna receive it at all. Like I'm not that type of person where you can just you can't just come and like tell me like yo, you need to do this. I'm gonna right. immediately get in like no, that I don't and then and this this might be a fault of mine, but if you come in like yo, you need to do this, this, and this, and then just like walk off, I'm not gonna receive it. And in fact, I'm gonna like Go out my way to not do any of the things that you said that need to be done, and that's just me. Like I said, I'm still I'm still trying to get work on, on on myself, right? But right. you know, I, I, that's why when you say atmosphere, that that kind of hit home because you have to know, you know, you got to read the room, number one, right? Read the room and know who you're dealing with and who you who you're having that conversation with, right. and, and find out what type of person that person is, because right. especially in that environment, like in a friendship if you don't know the type of person that you're dealing with, you can end up killing an entire friendship over something that's juvenile. Like it, it could right. be the smallest thing. And you know, cause words get t- taken out of context all the time, especially with this thing right here. Yep. You can't, you can't text certain things. Like some things you have to pick up the phone and make a call all because right. we've all been there, bro. Like I've been there with friends, relationships, business where a text message may come in where somebody's saying something, or I may send out a text message and their reply will come back and it'll have you looking at the phone like what? Like
0: <laughs> like do you know I, need I mean? to go, do I need to go see this
1: dude? <laughs> yeah, do I need to go see them? And it might not even be that big of a deal, but you know there's no context over text, right? right. There's no context. We don't know a simple K could Either be read as like okay, you understand where I'm coming from, or K, like I'm blowing you off. Like it could be so many different things, and so I think because we live in a world where everything is so fast-paced and everything is so focused on social media and technology that we've missed those interpersonal and face-to-face interactions, or called you know phone call to phone call interactions, and so I think that's vital, man, to to. Really, with anything, right. having a hard conversation needs to happen either face to face, so I can read you, or at least on the phone, so I can hear your tone. Those two things can't be duplicated over text, man. Like it just, it, it can't happen at all. Yeah, no, I think that's some great, a great point. That you
0: definitely have to have those difficult conversations um, have to be either visual and visual and audio, or audio at least. Um, mm-hmm. Text message doesn't. And it's not appropriate. Listen, people, it's not appropriate <laughs> for <laughs> for difficult conversations because it's gonna it's gonna go left real
1: quick. So, so you say you, you can't break up over text?
0: No, no, you can't. You can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. Uh,
1: what if what if y'all want to see a person?
0: I mean, if y'all want to see a person, then, then it is what it is. But yeah. you know, that's that's something that we would do as um as younger guys. You know, i had a conversation. Uh, probably about three weeks ago now, maybe a month, uh, one of my friends asked that very same question. He was like, you know, right. he's, he's a little younger than us. And he was like, you know, I'm gonna send her a text, but I'm like, no, I'm like, be a man. I like the thing about it is you told this individual up front that you wasn't looking for a long-term relationship anyway. I mm-hmm. like, you ain't did nothing wrong. I like it's that person that continuously tried to come back into the picture. Mm-hmm. Saying that they understand that you don't want anything, but yet still pursuing at that angle. And right, right, like, right, 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 right. I was like, as long as you're honest from the beginning, you you could be a man and just say, hey, no, it ain't going that way. I like, yeah. now, now at a certain point, you're just gonna have to stop that relationship, period. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> right, 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 Get into the action and it's not changing, right? But I like, you ain't did nothing wrong. You shouldn't be afraid to have that hard conversation in that instance. So, um, I, I totally agree with you, but yeah. Breaking up over the phone generally is
1: not great. <laughs> uh, no, it's not great. I'm trying to think. Have I had one of those situations break up over the phone? I've mm-hmm. never, I've never broken up with anybody over the phone. I've, I have been relieved of my um, friendship, um, dating relationship, or whatever you want to call call it via email before. Let me tell you, that's not fun at all. Um, <laughs> that 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 is. Huh? I'm now. I'm trying to
0: think. Have I ever did that? I think I might have did it once, and that might have been like just in college when we just got to college. But I don't even think I did it then. I think I was college. Hmm.
1: I feel like I may have. Okay, I was notorious for. (laughs) I was notorious for like, like the cutoff, like a clean cutoff, but it wasn't like a. Actually, it was just poor. It was it was poor communication, is what I'm. As a grown man, I can tell you it was poor communication. But I was notorious for the like, yeah, this ain't gonna work out for me or for you. So let's just move home. But, but you know, it still wasn't communicated in the way I'm. I'm clearly communicating now. It was more so just like,
0: right? Yeah, right I'm
1: right. not. I'm not calling that person ever again. You know what I mean? So, right. um, I've had those. But to me the email was probably like the, the um, cutoff, like probably the, I, I don't want to say weird, but I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm talking bad about that person that did like, by by any means they did what they had to do and what was best for them at the time. Right. Um, but I think by email, that may have been like the, the one that stood out for me as far as like how how to get cut off. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe that is the real conversation of, of this podcast. Like, how do you cut somebody off? Forget about how you have a hard conversation. Right. How do you cut somebody off? Right. And right. um, yeah, you know, being cut off by email was definitely a unique experience because um for me, and I would like to hear from anybody else too, like, you know, how have you been cut off? But right. um for me, getting cut off via email. It's like you read this elaborate email and you want to respond, but it's like clearly in the email that you can tell like a response is not needed. Like this right. is it. This is right. don't try to call response like it's
0: very detailed.
1: Very detailed. You've been relieved. <laughs> like there's nothing that you can say after reading this that's gonna warrant any type of, you know, conversation afterwards. So that was a unique thing for me, bro. Like that was like one of those things that um, I don't think I'll ever forget that. That was just like, wow, okay, that's a pro move right there. I ain't never seen that. <laughs> I,
0: I haven't been done that way, but, you know, I think the classic way um, that most people, have, you know, have probably is that they just stop calling. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. 100%. Like,
0: you know, I, I'm like, dang, you know, and uh, you know me back in college, I was the type of, you tell me, it's left and I ain't, I'm i not going left. No sweat on my back. So, you know, I, that was, I think that's the one thing that if you want to really get me um upset quickly and mm-hmm. on you know, my list, because I guarantee you I could be a lot more spiteful than you can, it, it was that. It, 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 you, you knew how it was, you know.
1: I know, I know, I know. Oh, that's
0: why I'm laughing this way. That's why I'm laughing. you know, I was, you know, in certain situations, I'm a very blunt person and it's, mm-hmm. When it came to relationships and things in that nature, I was a very blunt person, because one, I, to me, relationships, I didn't want to waste people's time. If right, I left, right, right, I left right, left right, and right, I was going to tell you, hey, this is not what I'm looking for. We can do X, Y, and Z, but it's not going to go to B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now that's one thing about me that I think everybody will, would agree. Now, i was a straight up front person it's like hey if it's just we're kicking it we're kicking it if we're exclusive we're exclusive whatever the case that was you wouldn't it was no gray area with me you, no know gray
1: area. you yeah um, i was I, mr gray area so um <laughs> I, I <remember. laughs> but see Tori all right so here's the thing right because we've grown now and you know when you' grown you learn about right. yourself right right i didn't realize that i was mr gray area i didn't i didn't mm. i didn't notice like i was just Like, and I've said this on this podcast before, I was just, everybody was the homie. So I didn't realize by saying that you put people in a a gray area because I didn't mistreat anybody, you know what I'm saying? But it was a, it was a lot of people who I think right now, if we had a conversation, it'll be like, so what were we? You know what I mean? I think that'll, I think that would come up a couple of times. And that's something like, you know, you just come up a couple, It'll come up. It'll come up a lot. I mean, just being honest, it'll come up a lot. Just like, yo, so what? Because I mean, the 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 recurring theme for me is that like, okay, he was always a good guy. He always treated me well. It wasn't like a, never a disrespectful type. You know, I'm, I'm just a, a genuinely a good person. Like, I'm not, not even trying to boost anything. I'm just generally a good person. And so I think it'll always be like, man, like, man, we really had good times together. But like, there was no definition of what we were <laughs> like we are we dating? Are we like just kicking it? Are we friends? Like, I, you know.
0: Cause just say I think there was half of us that was considered like the nice guys, you know. And then there mm-hmm. was the other ones that was <laughs> the more ruthless.
1: <laughs> just ruthless, yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, I mean that's that's one thing you you know, it's a living you learn type. Um right, right. right. You know, method or, or whatever, but I I, I wouldn't change anything because you you learn from it. Someday you have to be a certain type of voice so you know how not to be now. And and I'm honestly I'm still working on that. Even you know in my marriage, still just working to effectively communicate um, how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling about all of those things, right? And so um, that just kind of you know it comes with the territory of growing as a as a black man. Um, today just like you got to continue to progress and continue to grow but i'll be lying to you if i was saying like i wasn't you know mr gray area like that was that was definitely me for a lot of years um we've
0: talked more so about you know from the friend slash um relationship relationship effort Mm -hmm. what about at work you know i I know sometimes you have to you know whether it be you know Talking about you know race or treatment mm. of people, um, how how have you approached those conversations?
1: I think work depends. I mean, all of this definitely depends on the person, right? But um, being a black man and and, I'm, and I can only speak for me. So in a corporate setting, right? I think it it gets tough because for one, you are representing or you may feel like you're representing a a, a large group of people, which sometimes that's un, unneeded and unwanted pressure on your, that you're putting on yourself. But the other part of that is that, you know, you're constantly as a black man in certain positions, you're constantly thinking about, well, you know, am I'm, am i doing the right things to keep my job number one, or, um, you know, also effectively communicating my thoughts and feelings and all of those things, because I mean, it is what it is like at work, Things will come up and maybe not so much now because we're, you know, a lot of people are virtual, Mm -hmm. but, you know, in an in-office atmosphere, a lot of times it's just, you know, people, people can either get loose or, you know, people tend to be friends. And I think one thing that we have to remember is that you're still in corporate America. Like people are friends, but they really ain't friends. Like you, my friend. I'll call you if something's going on. I'm not calling my coworker if something's going on personally in my life. Like, that's just not, and I think we have to remember to have those boundaries. And I think because we don't have those boundaries a lot of times, it makes it harder to have some tough conversations, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of cliche, but we know that in a corporate setting, politics, um, religion, religion, and, and really, unfortunately, which does us a lot of disservice, finances are just not talked about.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: saw, I saw a meme, bro, that like, it's so crazy, but it was so real at the same time, it was like, maybe in the US, I can't speak for out of the country, but in the US, it has been normalized to not talk about your salary at work. Like nobody talks about their salary at work. Nobody knows what anybody's getting paid for the most part, unless you work like government and you can go online and see what that government official is making. But for the most part in a corporate setting, nobody knows who are getting paid. So, you know, there's a, there's a scale. There are some people, you might have an idea of some people where some people are getting paid, but that's a tough conversation to have, right? Like if you feel that you're undervalued and you're trying to have that conversation, how can you have that com- that real conversation about value when you don't know the value of anybody else? And believe it or not, that is a system that was put in place to keep people underpaid at mm-hmm. work. Like that's really all it is. Mm-hmm. If this person don't know how much this person making, then you can't you can't really complain about what you feel your value is because you don't know what the next person is making. The next person right. can be making ten grand less than you, or they can be making twenty grand more than you, but you don't know. And that's been normalized. And I think that's something that we have to break um, some kind of way. I don't know how we do that, but I think that has to be broken up because if we don't, we'll never know. Like people stay at jobs for 15, 20 years, getting, you know, a a 0.5% raise every year, thinking that that's that's the norm and realizing that, no, you're like $20,000 underpaid (laughs) and you're not going to get that. That bump. And when you finally wait and ask for that bump, it's too late because now it's like, oh, we're not going to increase your salary by twenty thousand dollars. We're just going to get rid of you and get somebody else who's happy Mm -hmm. making thirty thousand dollars a year. Right. Your job. (laughs) You know what I mean? And train them. to. So that's something that's tough to have. And I think that we have to find a way to really normalize. So to answer that, we got to normalize having salary conversations with our coworkers. And how do we do that is something that I I don't know, but we have to figure out how to have a salary conversation where it doesn't come off as being intrusive. Because honestly, I don't care how much you make. I don't care how much you make. I care about how much I make. (laughs) That's it. That's all. That's that's all it is. And, you know, in order to get to that, we just got to figure out a way to have that type of conversation um, respectfully in the workplace.
0: Right, right. So, what has been the the most difficult conversation that you have to
1: have at work? Hmm. The most difficult conversation. I, well, for me personally, the most difficult conversation that I have had to have at work was one that honestly ended up. I thought it was going to be a difficult conversation, but it wasn't difficult. Um, it was just more so me being stern about what I wanted, and that was me saying that I, I'm I'm not going to be. I can't work five days a week. Mm-hmm. And so I did this. It's been, I don't know, maybe like four or five years ago now. I don't know, it's been right. a while, but I made that decision that I wanted to be able to spend more time with my family and also <laughs> focus on my my other businesses. The, the good thing about where I work at, I've always been upfront about what I do outside of work. I've never shot away from that. You know, I do music and um, podcasting that you know, like media. I've never shot away from that. Um, and thankfully like I have a job that, that they don't necessarily care about that stuff that's going on outside, as long as it's not affecting your job while you're here. Um, and so, you know, but I had to have that conversation where it was like, Hey, I, I, it's better for me not to be here five days a week. Right. Mm-hmm. And we know that that's a conversation that can easily go left. Like, you know, they'll tell you like, no, we need you here five days a week. And I was very stern on saying that, no, I am I, I can't come in on Mondays. I can be here Tuesday, through. Friday, basically. And we came to an agreement on what that looks like. And we've been rocking with that ever since. And so I think that that was a, while it, it, while the, the, the end result was not difficult at all, I think leading up, it was a tough conversation to um, just the the thought of being able to have that control or that type of power um, in the workplace. You know, I think that was something that I didn't know that I had, um, and also it was tough to get over that, that, that hill or that hump of saying like, no, you know what, just open your mouth and say something this is how you really feel. Right. You know, go for it, you know? So, what about you though?
0: Well, well, you know, you know, let me start by saying that, you know, I, I totally agree with what you said earlier, you, you, the conversation is dictated by the level, right? So way you will talk to a supervisor your supervisor or somebody that's at a higher level than you is different than you would talk to a peer and it's different mm-hmm. than, and that's different from somebody that's subordinate to you right mm-hmm. so I, so but they all need to be respectful regardless of the fact 100%. And, you know, and I, I look at it from that perspective you know but i always have a core what i say regardless I stand for what I stand for, regardless of if it's somebody above me or below me or or peer. I'm, right. I'm gonna let them know what I'm gonna do <laughs> from my perspective.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna let them know what I'm gonna
0: do. And then we'll frame the rest of the stuff around that. But I'm always pretty like, this is what I feel. This is how I did it. This is why I did it.
1: right. Now, right.
0: you can frame it left or right. Was it the right decision? Now, that's, that's a totally different thing. But I think that the toughest, Toughest uh, discussion that I had to have um, from well, I give a good and a bad one. So uh, the 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 toughest one I to have on the bad side is you know um, having to terminate somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You know, being you know at, in in a in the position that I am, I, I deal with hiring, firing, and all other types of things as well. And so having to you know really deliver news to somebody. That you know, hey, this is not working. We want a different direction. Um, that I, I don't. No matter how many times you do it, I think that still is a is a difficult and tough conversation to have. Right, right. The Person on the other side is different. You know there's some have some of the most um, passionate and heartbreaking stories behind it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: at the end of the day, if performance is not where it's at, uh, skill sets is not where it's at. If it's just not a right match, it's not a right match. You right. Know? Sometimes there are those individuals that you like, everybody doesn't agree, oh, that person. <laughs> <laughs> that person did but, you know, other times, you know, it, it's about those margins, right? You know, mm-hmm. and you really have to assess, you know, one, you really do have to think about the team at a larger effort and the strategy and the direction of where the group is ultimately trying to go um mm. so I, I think from 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 that perspective that is probably the the one of the difficult or some of the difficult conversation i have is around right, that. right. um but on the uh, on the other side I, I i think to your point about um salary um that you know since i'm on the government side you know that definitely is. It, 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 it's a little easier because, like you said, I can just, for your request, everybody's salary if I want to, <laughs> you know, and, and I can get that so it's not as secretive, you know, they just won't give it to you, but you, there are ways that you can get it right, you know, gotcha. Gotcha. it's not like being a corporate side, you know, on the corporate side, you know, sometimes they have policies that's instituted so that you don't even talk about it, so if you do talk about it, you could be penalized for talking about it, so. Um, But, you know, one of the best conversations I had was actually around pay increase and what I thought I should be um, getting in. And it was around me getting a promotion and going to a new position. Um, And I came in and said, hey, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. You know, the old position I was in, you know, uh, I would like to still continue to do it. So I would like to roll it up and absorb that into here. This is what I want. And, you know, I thought that was going to be one of the most difficult conversations and go get pushback. But the person looked at me like, I don't, I don't have no problem with what you ask asking for. And the only thing I'm doing is in the back of my hand, I'm kicking myself I'm like, dang it, I should have asked for both. <laughs> it was too low. It was too low.
1: I was like, man, I was too low. It was too low. They agreed that quick. It was too low. It that's what
0: I'm low. saying. So I was like, you know, so from now on, I was like, whatever I think I want, I'm going to go higher. Uh, and then if they say no, like well, okay, well, what about you know? Yep. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the borrower negotiation, man. Yeah,
0: man. But so I, you know, so I think those were, you know, from a from a work professional uh, standpoint.
1: That that. Yeah, I think that's good, man. I, I think that's good. Like to, and that's some valuable information as well because, um, once we understand value, mm. I think that we can have that conversation now. Also, we you know what?
0: all that being said. It. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad you hit on that because I uh, want okay. to stress it So, you know, I had a, a you know another difficult conversation uh a lot of times is around performance evaluations, right? That's where really things can get heated as well. And so one of the things that you know I try to make clear to you know to my employees is this, like look, this is not a values conversation. Mm. Right? Performance evaluation is not Oh, you're adding value, right? It's about the keywords, performance, eval. So I'm, I'm yeah. evaluating your performance. This is not saying how much I value you. This mm-hmm. is this is literally saying, did you meet the marks of what we set out as the goal and objectives for, um, for 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 the department and for the team for the year. Um, so I, you know, I caution people uh, from when you go into that conversation take that value perspective out a little bit because when 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 managers are coming at you, they're not coming at you saying, oh, we don't value you. So we Mm -hmm. just do. So you think you get you getting a lower score than what you thought. You think you out here killing it and getting all fives when they've already told you that we really don't give fives because fives is perfect.
1: (laughs) So right, 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 right.
0: (laughs) And you know, but you, you give them a three, which is means you meet expectations, you met your goals. And you like, oh, you don't value what it no, it's not that. It's yeah, not a value, it's that these are the categories. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about performance. Value is something at a different thing. So,
1: right, right. Now, I, I was gonna say this. Here's the thing. If you don't know what your value is and you don't know what you bring to the table, after all that stuff we just said, don't go asking for no raise because <laughs> you're gonna get fired.
0: There you go there you go that's when what i'm
1: saying like you
0: pay, when you're talking about pay now you're talking about value mm-hmm. so now you can bring in the conversation like well i add this this is my value right, right this right. is why i should get x y and z uh so but if you can't even meet your performance value, you don't even need to talk about your value
1: <laughs> so you shouldn't you shouldn't go into an evaluation for the year and and you're getting bad remarks Correct. if you're getting those bad remarks then look don't even worry about salary just stick either either decide that you're going to work hard that next year right or leave and find another job right. but you can't go in there and knowing that you haven't done a, a an effective job you know throughout the year and think that you're going to get a raise like that ain't gonna no, happen. it's not. It's not. It's not going to happen at all. So I think those those were some solid points, man. Um, trying to think. So where, what? What's another hard conversation? I know we, we did relationships, dating, um, in relationships and friendships, and, and we did in the workplace. Biggest
0: the biggest. Uh, the biggest one for me and you, right? You know, the biggest one. one us, okay. You know, we're married. Right. Right. right so this the, the difficult conversation that you're having confines of a, of a of a marriage is, is it's <laughs> tough. It's, tough. Very, it's very tough and it's, it's it's one of those where you can't just walk away from it you know and you, ain't you can
1: walk away but you gotta come back
0: you gotta come back <laughs> you gotta come back it's one of those where you say you come you know, back you know it's one of those things where you say you know we we, we done no nope. you can't
1: yeah mm-hmm. might be done for the night Right. Tomorrow, we're going to talk. <laughs> right, right. Right. Um, I mean, man, you know, having difficult conversations in marriage is, um, I mean, it, it is tough. It's probably one of the, the, it's, it's up there in the spectrum of, of one of the most difficult things, but also the easiest thing, because what I've found is once you build up to have the difficult conversation, and don't get me wrong, it's it's not, I'm gonna say it's smooth selling after that. It's not smooth selling per se, but at least in my case, whenever I open the door to have difficult conversations with my wife, it it strengthens our relationship. Mm. Right. And so it it, it ended up being a smooth, I say smooth selling because it ends it ends up being a situation where Um, it builds value for what we're doing as a couple. Right. And so every year we set our goals that we set personal goals, um, family goals and financial goals. Like that's our, our three that we do every year we go through them, we sit down. And we usually do that like new years, you know, around that time after Christmas a little bit. So we'll write that down. And, and, you know, we, we, put it on sometimes we'll do a vision board sometimes we'll write it on paper i mean every time we write it we're writing it down somewhere and we're, we're making some type of presentation uh, with one another and just sharing each other's goals and, and so um part of the tough conversations in that is that sometimes your vision might be completely different from your your spouse's vision or your priority may not be the same priority as theirs. And you have to have a tough conversation on like, well, you know, like right now, well, not even right now, I'll say a couple of years ago, my wife really wanted to buy a home. Like, it was just like, oh man, we got to get a house because it felt like the next thing to do. Right. It was like, oh, you know, we, we're, we thinking about having kids. This was before we had uh, Jade and, um, and maybe we had just had Jade, maybe, but it was just you know it's like the next next thing like oh man we should we should buy some property or but well buy a house What's was the thing right and and so you know we we had that tough conversation where look i understand that you want to buy a house but you know there are some other things that we can be doing that's that's a little more effective right now right like you have to understand with a house yes compared to rent you are spending the same amount of money but you know also we got to keep in mind that hey if something happens at this house
0: you're responsible for it.
1: We're responsible now. Can we cover it? Yeah, we can. But are you ready to cover it? And I, I kid you not, we had that conversation, and right in the middle of having that conversation, our dishwasher at this property went out. Our um, refrigerator went out. The main, the main water um, line um. Um, burst. And this all happened within the span of like two or three weeks, maybe a month of each other at the same time and so we're talking about if we had to deal with it you know this as a homeowner yourself we're talking about somewhere in between five and ten grand like just and that's I and mean, i'm talking about low end that's going to get you know an okay stove i mean an okay dishwasher okay refrigerator and spending the most of the money fixing the main water line you know what i mean so it's things like that to where it, it kind of it hit. You know what I mean? Like when that happens, just like man, you know what? Now let's just let's let's think of another plan. So now we, we still have plans to. Now we're looking to to purchase properties like rental properties in some smaller cities and getting more of a strategy as opposed to just trying to buy our quote unquote forever home. It's like you know what? Let's 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 go out and buy some property that some can accumulate some income. And then we can put that income into buying what we really want, as opposed to, you know, I'd rather have three or four properties that are generating income that we can just use that income and go and buy the house that we really want. You know what I mean? And and so those are tough conversations to have to have. And it it may not be what one person wants, but then we have to find some middle ground like, okay instead of saying, let's go and get the house right now, let's plan to get the house. So let's start saving aggressively on certain things and you know, aggressively paying off debt that we wanna get rid of and all of those things. So, and, and, and I don't know about you, but it seems like in, in marriages that finances are always in that top two or three conversations when it's like hard conversations, like it has to be had. But yeah, that that's pretty much what it was for, for me and my household, really.
0: But, you know, um, but you know, it's strange because for me and, you know, work conversation, different conversations and past relationships, or like friendship um, conversation, you know, those different conversations I actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I can do not, not a big of an issue for me, but you know, the marriage one, it, it really has always, I'm non-confrontational. I'm
1: <laughs> saying my, here, bro. I feel you.
0: Yeah. Marriage, and so sometimes that can lead to me prolonging those difficult conversations longer than I should have.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my wife, she is wanting those difficult conversations, not, you know, for us to be difficult or confrontational, but nine times out of 10, they probably wouldn't be confrontational if we just when not had had those difficult conversation how easy
1: it could be for us
0: right 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 (laughs) but you know in my mind that's not how i'm thinking like right who's gonna do this um so but to your point i think um it's it's literally centered around those same things like uh finance um well now it's it's about okay well what are we gonna do about education you know uh for the good you know, those are
1: the tough conversations right now are we going through it y'all don't understand but we both have like children around the same age and we're legit thinking about school right now and like bro that is one of the man oh okay whatever we that's another episode but that's, go that's
0: a whole nother, you're gonna have to get motown in you know, no. yeah man a whole
1: another right. um uh,
0: but but yeah so you know those those those, those kind of conversations are, are like i said what needs to be had Um, And I think one of the most difficult ones that we had um, was around not necessarily purchasing a house, but just what our financial goals are. Um, And and one of the things why I preface it that way is like, I don't think a lot of times when people get married that they all just say, hey, this is our idea of what marriage is. even if you go to the marriage counselor and they don't necessarily tell y'all, to, okay, what's your vision of marriage? It's not that. I think that was when we both started talking like, well, this is what I see. And she was like, well, this is what I see. And so they was dealing with a um, with with uh, counselor at the time and the person was like, you know what? You guys have very different views of what marriage is. Right, and so as long as y'all have different views of what marriage is, y'all are always going to have these little friction points, right? Mm -hmm. Um, not saying that's bad or anything of that nature, but you know, you guys both have to agree on what that picture of marriage look like, you know, Um, right? And so, uh, once you really get that foundational stuff together as well, I think that opens up a lot. That doesn't mean that you you know you're always going to even though we come together about what we think of of, a marriage supposed to look like we still have our own ways about how we get there (laughs) it's one of those things that as long as you have what the goal is you know the strategy to get there you know it 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 is what it is but i think those were some of the the most difficult conversations and then also um, around family planning right like how many kids what do you -hmm. i mean so i think those were the difficult conversations especially because i was ready to have kids before she was and so that kind of was a little bit of friction um but at the same time i was like you know i'm i I can't tell you what to do with your body so it's like i I can't tell you what to do but at the same time i'm mad that you're not doing what i want so so.
1: that's a uh, that's an utter statement though bro i think that that's the thing that we have to we have to be able to do i think that's one of the things that we we sometimes may have a hard time feeling like we we're very similar, um, especially with the with the kids situation. I think my wife and I we were dating. She didn't want to have kids when we were dating, mm. and I know I was like <laughs> I was very hey, I was very firm on like no nah, I want kids like um you know what I mean. And I think you know we did we came to a compromise of where like. And, and and I always say thank God for Beyonce because Beyonce had kids and my wife is a, she she uh, looks to Beyonce for a lot of inspiration and all that and it, In it's, she she's definitely beehive all day long bro she's beehive, but the thing was it wasn't even the fact that Beyonce, you know like had the truth. And it was the fact that like. Her being engulfed in what Beyonce has going on, she realized is like, man, Beyonce has a lot of things going on and she still found time to be a mother. And I think, and I'm sure it might be some other things too, but I think for her, that was big for her to see, like, you know what, I can do this. And, you know, I'm in, she'll, I am and she will i don't wanna speak for her on that. She can speak uh, when she wants to on that, but, you know, it just probably has some fears about, you know, raising children and, you know, she's always my wife's always been like super independent and so well, being super independent
0: opinion, you know um it, it was similar but my wife was like she wanted to be uh, prepared and so mm-hmm. my, my things like you can never just be totally prepared to be a parent just like you can never just totally 100 percent be prepared to be married right right uh, right so But, you know, you know my wife, my wife is one of those where she would like to have as much control over what's going on as possible. Um, And sometimes we just have to each learn how to just let it go. I mean, I'm like that, too, on a lot of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I balance pretty well because, you know, I'm just a nonchalant, you know. Most times things don't don't decide, don't don't bother me if we go left, right, up, down. Yeah. All right, let's do it.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right.
0: So I think that that's the, you know, that's the other part, you know, you know, I think yours is like, you you said that she just wanted to be a, she was a little bit afraid of some of the things.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, just, just those natural fears of, of, um, raising children, but we had, we came to a compromise. It was like, yo, Two and done, and she was like, she had she always said this joke was just like you know if we um hopefully we have twins and then we'll just be done on one you know two kids one practices but it didn't happen you when know, we had two kids um, two separate practices Let but
0: you, two kids at once is not not fun <laughs> that's a great I know, thing.
1: I, love I know it. I know right I know I, I I see it with you every day brother. like I know I know that could be a challenge but yeah. um but even with even with that you know we we had to come to a compromise cuz i think i um early on i was like you know i would love to have 3 I, and 3 just was just a number that kind of just stood out just like you know i just like that number and you know we came to the compromise she wanted she at first she was like 1 <laughs> you know and i was like you know that's a long way from none you know what i'm saying and then we, we we met in the middle and it was just like all right cool we'll we'll, we'll do that and you know uh here we are now with our two children trying to figure out what school looks like and that part uh, <laughs> bro i don't i don't understand it's stuff like this that make me want to move to like another country i ain't gonna lie to
0: you i'm telling, telling. So school
1: it is something serious brother man yeah man but you know hey we, we have we
0: have to go through it man you know
1: we gotta go through it definitely That's gotta go of, through it
0: it's a part of the job description they ain't tell us about
1: i know they man <laughs> they didn't tell us about that, like, you know, and then, all right, this is a brief (laughs) vent, And and then we, we got to close out the episode. We're going longer than we normally go. But the thing about schooling is what they don't tell you is that if you want your kids to go to the best schools, then you have to move to neighborhoods that you necessarily don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Those neighborhoods are far out of everywhere that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you can't afford it, probably. And they and they like, way too expensive because the schools are, like, super great. So it's like, hmm, do I go over here and buy a home to send my kid to a great school? Or do I just stay in this area and buy, like, four homes? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, look, think about this, right? I can go here and buy one house. They can go to have the best education possible. Or I can stay in this neighborhood, buy three homes, and I can live in one. So I'm making money off of the other three homes that I'm, I'm doing. Like, I'm thinking like this, like this is rental property. Then I'm like, I went to public school and I turned out okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, ah, but that, those are the, you know, that's that's the tough thing, man. And just- You know, saying, yeah. I think
0: about that all the time as well, because, you know, some of the conversations we have is about, you know, whether we want to do private school. And I'm like, no, we're not gonna be doing private yeah. school. I'm gonna put 20 to $40,000 a, a year her kid, we might as well buy the house that we want up there and send them to school for free. You know, at least I get a return on my investment that way.
1: <laughs> right, right, right,
0: um, right. But I think the 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 other part too is when you when when I take a step back though and look mm-hmm. at education and the opportunities that it provides for you, it it kind of I'm like, okay, yes, let's move up there. Let's pay this ridiculous amount of money. Let's live where we don't want to live because yeah. it does pay off because all private, all public schools are not equal, even though we turn out right. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, well, let's, let's just say this, bro. Like we live in Atlanta and, and unless you go into North Atlanta high school or you live in, you go in the city of Decatur. Correct. That's about all you got, bro. Like in, in the city, maybe Grady, maybe Grady if you're in Mid- Midtown and going to Grady High School. But as far as the city, like APS, it's just, you know, unfortunately, those schools are just not the best. And those are high schools we talk about. If we get into the elementary schools, you're like, no, nah, I can't even send my kid to that school is a one, This school is a two, school's school is a three. And it's like, ah, uh, it's just a lot to think about. Um, because we're at that point of like, fam, I don't want to move to Gwinnett, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to move, you know, maybe. maybe but then maybe.
0: also, when we think about APS, if you're looking at the areas where. they probably- transportation,
1: yeah. just go ahead and say it. Yes.
0: <laughs> but then also the areas that have a great school, like your bucket. Who can afford a little bucket?
1: I mean, you can I afford guess- it. You can what? afford it
0: if you stand in a, in a in a in a in a townhouse that you rent no.
1: so look here's the thing right don't let let's not get it twisted it's not about if you can afford it or not it's about do you want to bend over backwards to to, to get it done right yeah. like you can go and buy a 1.5 million dollar house in buckhead you, you could you can do that on, on your you know your Seventy to one hundred and forty thousand dollars salary. Yes, you could do that, but but here's the thing: you're gonna have some challenges.
0: <laughs> yes, you gonna have a lot of challenges. Ninety yeah, <laughs> yeah. percent of your money going to
1: the mortgage. <laughs> You're going to have some challenges, bro, because I, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying well, I, I, I'm speaking for the middle class here and, and, and you know, maybe some upper middle class, too. I'm just speaking for, for, for where we're at right now. Right. 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 Do I aspire to get there? Yes, I absolutely. Aspire to get there, but bro. Let me just I just want to say this just for the for the regular people, man. I don't think you're ready to see a five and six thousand dollar mortgage. I just don't think you're ready to see. I don't. I don't think people realize what that looked like to. to That's a lot to get a a a bill every month that says five to six thousand dollars, and that's what that mortgage is going to be for those. You know, those properties. That's low end. (laughs) Oh no, that is one hundred percent low end. You you know, you know somebody. (laughs) You got a guy. (laughs) So you know, I mean, with all that being said. We're gonna have another conversation about um, the challenges of of getting your kids in schools and gentrification and um, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be, all be, all a that. today, be a
0: good conversation to have. That'll
1: you be a good know, conversation.
0: maybe on that one, we should bring in some you know some of our education friends that can kind of you know help walk through that conversation as well. I think that'd be a good one.
1: That'll be that'll that actually be really good. That'll be really good. That'll be really good. So hey, that's it. We, we thank y'all for for rocking with us. Right. Um, this was a great conversation here and thanks to Keith for inspiring the conversation. Yeah, thank, thank you for Keith. being an a avid listener. Um, we, we do appreciate you, uh, continue to comment, rate, review, send us questions. Um, we, we're, we're here for that, right? This, this platform is built for you. Right. And, um, we're just trying to have these conversations that we can continue to inspire the minds of other black men and women, mm-hmm. um, knowing what we're going through here as black men and, and, know that we are here out here thinking really so um we'll see y'all next week thank y'all for listening once again
0: thank you guys we love you guys the black men think podcast